Corner podcast. What? Down Supercasts? Yeah. yeah, well, I went down there first day it opened. I recorded a couple of episodes. The guy that ran the place pulled me over, said, Oi, no professionals. I took my uh, recording equipment off and I said to him, I'm not a professional. He said, well, you should be. If I were you, I'd take up podcasting full-time. You'd probably be the best in the country if you podcast like that. I said, not interested, making a shitload in computers. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you remember that. That was so intense, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I was just staring yeah, at it, well waiting for it to slip yeah. up. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Danny. That was excellent. Right off the top of his head, I want to make that. Yeah, that no, was with no prompt in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. His was impromptu. So. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean you get extra points for that introduction, yeah. necessarily. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the fourth episode in season two of the Wernham Blog podcast, the only podcast dedicated to breaking down, discussing and reviewing the UK edition of The Office. Now with me, he could show you a graph of episodes versus listeners, and where does the line go? It's Jack. Right, do I look like a fisher Prize man? His <laughs> <laughs> little cartoon faces. <laughs> and you know what, I've never seen him write anything down. He's got two computers and I don't even know what he uses them for. It's Seth. It's all up here, isn't it, James? <laughs> and I must say, I'm aware of his management training thing he's going on to this evening, and I'm concerned it's going to affect his performance on the podcast. It's Danny. I'm performing as I want me to perform. Let's agree to disagree. No, it's a no. good performance. Let's agree that you agree with me. <laughs> well, I like on. how all your intros this week were Neil ones. Were Is they? that what you're turning into a Neil? Hang on a minute. Were they really? No. Well, well, well Neil's yeah, they were. They, they were. were. They were all Neil. You did Neil quick. You're turning into Neil. That's a really subliminal thing. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> He's always saying well, Neil's quite yeah. apparent in this episode, isn't he? You mate? There's... Quite a lot of Neil. Yeah, and also he has to remember. dynamite lines as well. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's quite yeah, he impactful does. as a character. This, the, I think this is the episode where we see Neil going like rogue. He goes over that now he's had enough of David oh, Brent. Yeah. He's openly hostile to David Brent. If you're watching do you think he's revealing much, his true self? Or I, I, he's, I think he's, it's more just that after, really, after last week's episode, he's had enough. That's it now. He's yeah, exactly. It's a final yeah. straw. It's a final straw. And it's kind of deserved. If you watch this episode in isolation, you'd think he's, a dick, he's been a dickhead and bullying David Brent. But actually, it's because of what's built up over the last few episodes that he All reacts right. to Brent like that. Like, you know, I, I must say, guys, I think this pound for pound is one of the funniest episodes. <laughs> um, Agreed. Not I wouldn't, I wouldn't the know. Best episode, but one of the episodes that makes me laugh the most. And we were talking a lot about Series 2 being funnier, and I think that reaches its pinnacle in this episode for me. It's just, you know, the motivational speech yeah. that well, comes yeah. from Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simon is a side character as well. What an appearance. He absolutely yeah. is like uh, the sort of absolutely. unsung hero of this episode. Yeah. I absolutely love that panel. And this kind of is the Series 2 equivalent of uh, the training episode, isn't it? Where it it's hits kind at the of, same time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of just, yeah, it's just like an isolated thing that's not really related to the overarching plot mm. in a way. But it's just kind of funny. Is. It's just there to throw in uh, jokes and be yeah. funny. Isn't we it? talked last week I about think, how... I think no, it does we mentioned pr- before about having a... A couple of people, I think Charlie Brooker had said that it became a bit more ridiculous and um, more more sitcom-y. And I think maybe that was a reference particularly to this episode uh, and the sort of motivational speech. I think if any moment in the in this history of The Office has come anything close to a sort of jump-the-shark moment, it was probably this, uh, the motivational speech or the, or the dance. Not that it has a jump-the-shark moment. Uh, apart from life on the road, but we're not talking about that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> but no, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's pulled back. The speech could have been kind of a bit too... It's a bit heightened, isn't it? Like, you can't really imagine... Yeah, it's heightened, that's it, yeah. But it's pulled back by just how good Gervais is in the performance. Really. How funny and, it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how it's built up to, yeah. Like, it, it, it's earned in the context of the show, yeah. I think the other thing yeah. is, we talked about it last week, how the last episode was kind of building up to this one, so this one is just payback yes, yeah. after payback. Do you know what I mean? We've got this, like, 
crescendo of Neil being pissed off with Brent. And as you said, that comes out in full force in this episode. Yeah. But in isolation, maybe it does seem harsh. But don't forget, we haven't, we're not watching it in isolation. We've got last week's build-up. Yeah. We've seen just how mm-hmm. obnoxious David's been. And then obviously we've got this amazing stuff with the motivational speech. And actually, I've been yeah, I haven't about, yeah we have week. actually had, and that has been built up since yeah, yeah, yeah. before, hasn't it? So imagine watching that on TV and you're kind of, when as soon as Ray and Jude come in, you're like, right, yeah, here I want to see him do his speech because that's going to be hilarious. We've yeah. got 30 minutes of this I was going to say, you've yeah, never uh, speech yeah. is just un- unbelievable. But I, I did, when I was watching it, I, it was apparent to me that if The Office had perhaps gone on for three, four, five series, it might have started to get quite silly and ridiculous, which is another reason why I'm so glad they stopped when they did. I mean, I think it would have had to. That's kind of why I don't. You can't really. I know there's a lot of people. There's a lot of kind of like a line in the sand, like right, is the is the US office shit or is the US office brilliant? And I think, I mean, I, I I'm one of those people that's kind of on the fence because you can't really. Mm. I'm not a massive fan of it. But you can't really blame it for kind of going as big and heightened yeah. as sitcom and as sitcom yeah. it did because it had to because number one there was twenty four episodes per series yeah. and it went on for seven or like, eight or nine series. Uh, that's almost yeah. What's I mean? What's oh my, that's almost two hundred and fifty episodes. It's insane. And they profit really, on that. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't keep it as dark and seedy and depressing as the English Office could. Not you have totally to kind of make it well. brighter and more colourful and just bigger. And I'm sorry, I really enjoyed. You the had to bring in more characters and all that. Yeah, I really like the American Office, but you can't. Uh, and it's quite an unpopular thing to say amongst the sort of uh, diehard English Office. Well, yeah, yeah. But actually, it's a totally different show. Different show, you know, different needs. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it's not to be compared. And I think when people do compare, they do both of them a disservice. I yeah. think, yes. I think they, if you just see it as a different show, just go with it with different eyes and don't think of the English office. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think get more out of it in the long run, I promise. Okay, so the opening for this episode, we've got Tim and Rachel uh, in the hallway, a bit of a public display of affection here, and it's clear that their relationship has uh, moved up a bit of a notch. Yeah. And then Dawn comes through the back of the shot and oh, obviously Dawn. feels immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. Poor Dawn. Poor Dawn. Yeah, poor Dawn. Do you think it's weird that they're kind of basically getting off with each yeah. other in the office? That well, is weird, isn't it? I was yeah, going to say like, that yeah. if you yeah. guys didn't. It's really bad, especially when Gareth sees them as well. And like he's literally dry, almost dry humping her a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's really pressing up against her. Yeah, he's I going do, for it, isn't it? I do he's kind of feel like that's... Well that. <laughs> yeah, she's I, <laughs> I do kind of feel like that's Rachel bringing out the worst. I mean, we yeah. were speaking that last episode, how we, she brings out the best in Tim. She makes him more confident. She makes him more charismatic. Yeah, she true. turns him into kind of the man, kind of like, that probably he always wanted to be. Yeah. But... He's, she's also bringing out the kind of like the worst of him because probably he is some like a guy that hasn't really had many girlfriends. So you know he's almost like a teenager. As soon as he's got yeah, a chance to, he's kind of all over, isn't he? Wherever he can be, and you know it's a bit inappropriate, isn't it? It's the kind, of, also, it's I, the kind I, of thing that series one Tim would have been embarrassed about seeing someone else doing. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really know why we're laughing but, at him because he's a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for the sake of moving the sort of plot along and see, seeing Dawn's reaction, I think the setup was more for that than anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. You yeah. Know? yeah, I mean, this is a kind yeah. of very Dawn centric episode, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least she gets a talking head. Yeah, I was going to say she gets a famous, the main talking head that I remember. Her for yeah, 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 episode. the chalk one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we, we kind of we see things a lot through Dawn's perspective mm. in this episode. So we've got that scene where um, Dawn and sorry Rachel and Tim are getting off with each other in the hallway, and it knocks the top of the triangle off from uh, Dawn's perspective. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously we've got the Gareth scene with her walking past <laughs> and seeing them as well. And he's yeah. not quite as subtle about it. No, Gareth no. straight away is outraged. And, and the thing I love about this scene is how he just he. To anybody else, he would be embarrassed. But yeah. the way that he manages this whole situation is he just he comes away almost winning. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he manages it. It's such a ludicrous. She thing totally, to say. Like, he totally lays into it, doesn't yeah. he? It actually makes me think. Oh yeah, that whole Fisher Price man insight is brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I use yeah. that quite a lot. I actually do watch it back now, and I think 
he does actually look a bit like Richard Pryce. <laughs> he does. Like as soon as he said it, I was like, yeah, that's that's really perfect, like analogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah look at his fat, rubbish hair, and his rubbish clothes. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you straight. Is there anything that could happen between us two while this is going on? Like what? What specifically? Yeah. Handjob? Look, don't answer. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. I love the way Gareth's walking around the office quite a lot, setting up little arrangements with women. Like, I'll oh, do you from behind. He's just quicking out. He's like, specifically, hand job. Yeah, like, he's got all yeah. yeah, his hand job. Well. about not well, seeing his doorstep. Say, for yeah. Who's, yeah, for someone who said he'd never have an office romance, yeah, he's desperate to kind of like really seedly set up a secret little liaison. Well, just a hand job, though. Do you know what I mean? He's not exactly shooting to for break the it down specifically. Yeah. <laughs> the reality is like you know probably the old office set was really stale and he'd you know already established none of those women were interested in so he pretended to have that rule and then as soon as like new women come to the office it's like oh yeah I mean to be fair who was he going to get off with Sheila, Sheila and June I bet Sheila exactly, would yeah. <laughs> I bet yeah. Sheila would give him a hand job probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a lot worse than Sheila <laughs> she, you know she, she prefers Sheila's a fine lady she's and a great worker she's not missed one day through ill health <laughs> she prefers yeah, exactly. you know I, I'd always know I'd be second best to all of us. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you were still pining after Oliver after last week's confession, Danny. Uh, you, know. you were saying that when Dawn sees Rachel and Tim canoodling, that's kind of like the top. The top is kind of knocked off a triangle there. Mm. But like when Gareth sees it, kind of like the corner's knocked off a square, isn't it? Like so Absolutely. now it's like. Yeah. Dawn and kind of Gareth are both kind of jealous of this arrangement in different ways. Aren't yes, they? absolutely. They're both yeah, exactly. They just want to split them up and have one each, basically. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, really yeah. funny actually. And then of course we've got this scene a bit later where uh, Dawn is sat uh, on the reception with Lee. Yeah. And Lee just butts in and says, "Oh, oh Tim, you shagged her yet?" And yeah, um, yeah. you know, you can imagine him saying it to the warehouse guys, and they'd have a good old laugh about it and go into graphic detail about yeah, how yeah. and when and why and what. And Tim is just. It's not his thing, you know. Well, but, also, but he does that little smug smile, though, which suggests, you know, yeah, he has. Do you think? Her, he, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. he has. Yeah, yeah. I bet he bloody has. <laughs> I bet he bloody has. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, they're they're so kind of over all over each other in the hallway. Yeah. There's no way that you can do that and then not. Why wouldn't you just? Show it reminds me of like a school when you first start. You know, when you're at school and you go out with a girl and you think like, no. I'm madly in love. Talking to wrong audience. Oh, sorry. Like like schoolyard romances, like the most intense feelings ever. Yeah, I've heard about those. Yeah, yeah for, for me it was mainly yeah, Dusty. Not at this school, another one I went to. <laughs> Go, what was your point? I can't remember. What was I saying? So, yeah, the intense relationships you have when you're at school, that's exactly how I see this one with him and Rachel. Like, he cannot keep his hands off her. Yeah. I mean, the bit with um, when Tim is um, challenged by Lee to say, oh, you shagged her, yeah? Yeah. And, Ta and Dawn says, no, of course he hasn't. And then these eyes that she has, this kind of goes back to those eyes that you were talking about earlier, Seth. Yeah, and she just looks up at Tim like, "Please tell me you haven't shagged her. Please tell me you haven't shagged her." <laughs> but this is the thing: Dawn puts him in as much of a spot as Lee does. Oh, yeah, Lee yeah, says, yeah. "Oh, he shagged her." Dawn's like, "No, he hasn't." It's like, it if, Dawn, like if, if Dawn had just said, "Like, you know, it's none of our business," it's yeah, like, they would exactly. be fine. But but they both put him like he's like it's like a bit well, of like a. She wants to know more than Lee. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I guess for Lee, it's kind of a maybe it's a little bit of a relief because maybe it's come to clock on that Tim maybe is a bit yeah, of a yeah. threat. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's got his other girlfriend now, that's great. Yeah, so he's all happy about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And he, yeah, you know, he's one of the lads now. Yeah, that's the thing, that's how he relates to people, isn't yeah. it? Like, have you shagged her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's giving him an in. He's like, oh, yeah, the, yeah you could be one of the lads now because you're not after my bird, you shagged a bird. 
It's all about birds, isn't it? You know? yeah. <laughs> but also, who talks like that in front of their girlfriend? Would say, oh, yeah, she's, she's good looking, she's tasty kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, that just shows the lack of respect he has. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like you were saying, if you take into account that just the episode before, yeah. the dummy old Nilka's out for a tenner thing. The fact this is really Lee at his lowest, these two episodes. Yeah. Like, I think Gervais and Merchant, I imagine, were kind of like, right, we're kind of building up to the end now. We've got to make, make sure without a doubt that everyone knows that he's supposed to be a villain. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to make you think maybe this series will end with them getting together. Yeah, yeah. And one last note on this scene, uh, speaking of Dawn, because obviously the whole thing is Dawn's really jealous of Tim yes. and Rachel, isn't she? And she kind of really comes out when after after Tim's left the uh, the reception area and Lee and Dawn are left alone and Lee's like, oh yes, no, she's good looking, she's tasty. Yeah, you don't even know her. No, I mean, she's very attractive. She's not very attractive. <laughs> That reminded me of Brent's little kind of running commentary that he does on Neil, you know, generally, oh, oh yeah. but, you know, um, it's, it's a bit sweet, isn't it? Like, yeah, we're still going yeah, to yeah, cake. Yeah, or like, oh, the two kisses, you know, means that's going to be. That kind of, like, so that kind of, yeah, it kind of showed how kind of Brent's rubbing off on her. Petty and childish people can get, yeah, and when and, and we've seen that from Tim in series one as well when he was getting petty and childish oh, with Gareth, wasn't maybe he? Brent's contagious. Yeah, when people, when, when the characters are at their most petty and childish, they become very Brentish, don't they? And I don't think the point is that Brent is petty and childish. I think the idea is that everyone's petty and childish, but Brent kind of always is, yeah. <laughs> really. Brent is less guarded with it. Yeah, Brent, exactly. Brent's yeah, not yeah. self-aware to realise. Yeah, yeah, whereas everyone else kind of hides it, but really it, it, it always comes out from everyone in the end. Brent's in you, we'll find it. <laughs> oh, that should be a tagline for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just after we've had the uh, scene with Rachel and Tim in the hallway, we've got Brent coming over to the reception desk with Dawn, yeah. and she's obviously getting a bit distracted while he's talking to her, but Brent is showing her one side of his face, really, yeah. really <laughs> obviously trying to make sure she notices this uh, earring. That's an earring. Whatever, get over it. How long have you had that? Too long, baby. If you think about last episode and this episode together, he's really built up like a little costume, hasn't he? Like he's got his new yeah. jacket on, he's got his heels on his shoes, and he's got his new earring, and he's ready to go. And then he goes to the cap as well. Yeah, he goes to the cap as well. The white t-shirt. Funny thing, I can't wear a white t-shirt without Danny pissing himself. Whenever I've come out wearing jeans and a white t-shirt, he suddenly starts laughing. You do it on purpose. I was I was going to talk about this later, but his extracurricular, like his out of work, so good clothes. Number one, they're brilliant, brilliant costume designing choice. But they're awful. Like he's got what, like mum jeans, <laughs> really white bright, t-shirt. And then when he's done with that, when he puts on like a silk dragon print Chinese shirt, yeah, like I would, I would, shirt, that yeah. I would have worn when I was like fifteen. Yeah, from yeah. Madhouse. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, when you were fifteen in Madhouse, that was when this was made, two thousand and one. Well, so, yeah, know, yeah, fashion yeah, yeah. Fashion Madhouse in a way. Fashion. Yeah, that shows how embarrassing it is. He went into, he went into Slough, went to Madhouse, and got himself like a silk, a silk Chinese dragon print shirt. Yeah, to try and look young, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, with a younger audience. <laughs> so, of course, David's not just got any old earring. This is an old earring that he, uh, or a rather an old piercing. Yeah, he's literally forced through yeah. just for the sake of it. Bleeding. Really stings. It's, is it, so, is oh, it an old one that you've Yeah, had to... and I had to push really hard at the time, and it was sort of like. They healed over. It had healed over. So, I think I just like opened the. Oh. Saw. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, 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 it's Dawn being the mum to Brent, isn't it? Yeah. So is this the scene where he t- offers her the gig as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. we kind of get the whole storyline of the episode kind of set up in this first scene. Well, not first scene, but like in the second scene, and just like right, getting straight into it. Like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant writing. How sweet is it as well that he just offers up a third of his money? I need someone just to carry a bag or something, organise. Oh, well, uh, I'm not... hundred quid for an hour's work tonight. Hundred so, for an hour? That yeah. is a lot. Eighty. You just said a hundred. Ninety. You just said a hundred. All right, get there early then for that because that's. Sharing the wealth, see? Looking after 
That is silly money, hundred for that. I should have. His head's gone off all into a bit of an ego land. I'm making shitloads of this. I'll give you a hundred quid. Then he's like, oh, fuck, no, that's way too much. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's, a third, it's a third of my money. Yeah, that is think, silly money. Because he's so excited about getting paid 300 quid for just 15, 15 minutes of work. He's completely yeah. forgotten, like me, the, the, what money is, basically. Is, yeah, why he's, did, he's not calculating it right. Yeah. Yeah. Why does he even need Dawn, though? Can he not carry a bloody... Oh, he doesn't. He, he, just, he just wants to turn up like he's got look like he's got an assistant. Yeah, he? look like it feel important. The yeah. thing is, I mean, we'll come on to this in a bit, actually, but I love how he's actually you can't give his money away quickly enough. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like the three hundred quid isn't important to him. Well, I mean, in, in yeah. a way, it's, it's in a way, it's he, he's showing off. He's like he's completely <laughs> lost all concept of, of, of money, hasn't he? Like he's showing off, and he offers a third of what he's going to be earning. But in, in also in another way, because he's not like kind of calculatively thinking it through, it kind of shows how charitable he can be. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it's almost like he cares more about the story and the fact that he can tell people he got three hundred quid for fifteen minutes than yeah, the actual yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, definitely. I bet he'd rather. Fred's have... probably quite well paid. I think. Yeah. I think he's probably not badly paid. So and if three hundred did... quid's not going to make a lot of a difference to his life. And, yeah, and also, you know, so it's... the other thing to mention is it's not actually fifteen minutes work, is it? He's, he's got to be he's there speaking for, for 15 minutes. Yeah. He's got to be there. He's got to prepare the speech. It's yeah, hours yeah, yeah. and hours of work. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true, yeah. true, yeah. yeah he's got yeah. those cards printed up as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's hours and hours of work. Speaking, so like, not... speaking as spoken as a man who does a 15-minute quiz every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I, I just watched the episode. <laughs> that's all coming out now. The rage is exactly. coming out. Exactly. It's not. <laughs> you can watch it in your head at the swimming pool. A 15-minute speech is not 15 minutes work. So he's miscalculated that as well. But I was thinking, towards the end, he's like, he's going to Rain Jude. Oh, we're going drinks are on me let's go and get pizza. Yeah, he's going to throw away more money he's going to have about 50 quid by the time he gets yeah. yeah exactly because think about how much it's going to cost to go for drinks and food like yeah. for three people all yeah. included it's just going to spend yeah. a whole lot he's already given away a yeah, he's going to he's gonna, he's gonna finish the day with yeah. 100 quid at best, he's yeah. not married. He's not got kids. He's probably got nothing to spend his money on. Well, that's so. what I'm saying, though. That he'd rather, I bet he'd rather have five hundred. I bet he'd rather get paid nothing, but be able to tell people he got five hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? It's more about the the message he's able to talk yeah. about. But yeah, then he keeps on bragging to the camera, like later on in his office. Yeah, it's not yeah. really, it's not really a talking head. It's more just kind of talking to the camera. He's, he's, well, he's showing off his business cards. The funny it? thing about this is, I always feel like this is a snapshot of first series Brent that we're getting here because he's yeah. full of confidence he's explaining to the camera he's sort of letting them into his style as opposed to constantly defending himself against the jibes from Neil well this is what I mean yeah. about when I was saying at the beginning how it's kind of like a um, this season's equivalent of uh, training from the first series mm. where we were saying about how that was kind of like a standalone episode wasn't it and this is almost kind of like a standalone episode where like you, this is an episode where you could kind of take it at any point in the series because he has got his confidence, hasn't he? Like yeah. it, all, it's almost like what ha- what's happened in the previous three episodes hasn't happened yet because because he's got this motivation thing because he's been offered this jo- this uh, motivation motivational speech to do his 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 confidence is just way up, isn't it? Like, yeah. He, whatever's happened with the Swindon lot, uh, whatever's happened with Neil, he's kind of like he's, he's over it, isn't he? It's water off a duck's back because yeah, it's new people to talk to and impress. Yeah, and and his 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 mood actually when he's getting ready for the speech is very much like when oh, he's getting ready it. to speak to the Swindon lot. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, and he's and he's, obvi- and he's obviously completely forgotten the lessons that he yeah. learned in that. If there's anything yeah. you can say about him, his ability to bounce back. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, after having a sniff of this talk of this um, train doing this training session, his talking heads to the camera in the beginning of this episode are fantastic. Yeah, he, as if we haven't been watching. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's as if the cameras have just come in for the first day. He's talking about how he's an educator and it's like bloody dead poet society out there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's not like dead poet society. Who is he talking to? Yeah. Well, there's, there's two Brents here, isn't there? There's there's the browbeating Brent, Brent and then there's the ultra-confident Brent, right? Yeah. And they're at, they're at war with each other. Yeah. And it's it's very sad that we already know which one wins. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. 
But it's nice that we almost see none of that in this episode. I think that's why this. Yeah. Episode, I think that's why this is a lot of people's favorite episodes because it is just like all we see is Brent being kind of upbeat and happy kind of thing. You know, what I mean, it could almost be. That's if you, true. If you didn't know better, it could almost you would almost think that the whole show is about a man who goes through the worst and the worst and the worst, but it never gets to him. But we know obviously yeah. from the episodes around it, but it does get to him. But from this episode, it almost seems like it always just like SpongeBob SquarePants or something like whatever <laughs> happens to him, it always just goes off his back. Well, he's, he's finally got the validation he's been waiting for. He's finally got his gig. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's well, so it. important to him. He's finally yeah. got his opportunity yeah. to prove. This is. Uh, you know, I mean, and that is that is his ideal job, isn't it? Like he'd rather he'd yeah. rather be able to speak to an audience of people. <laughs> In, rather than being being the middle manager, at a paper absolutely. Mark, this paper is his uh, X Factor audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This yeah. is yeah. his, his chance to. It's like it's like he jets in, he does the gig, boom, he fucks off again. Fifteen minutes, big money, everyone loves him. You Keep know, the he's, car he's, running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take the money and run. Do something you really do want. <laughs> what do you care? You'll never see him again. But it's so sad. It almost makes me like. If, I mean, we can always talk about this later. But if only he did kind of just brain it in a bit. And impress Ray and Jude a little yeah. bit. Well, not even impress her, but just kind of like fly under the radar a bit. They probably would have kept hiring him. Yeah, yeah. And even when he was laid off, he probably could have got booked for a two or three of these every week. And he would have been absolutely sore. of these. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and then he probably would have thought he had a great life because this probably is exactly what he mm. wanted to do. If he could, if he mm. could make his money doing these... And he didn't. You wouldn't have to do many of them. You know, three hundred, three hundred oh, quid a day. He's already made his cards, hasn't he? And uh, well, I love yeah, those yeah. cards. The cards are so good because he's got. Has he got? What does it say? Something like, uh, I don't. Yeah, if it's in you, I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason I put if it's in you, I'll find it is if I waste, you know, good time and money looking for it, and I can see it's definitely not in you. I don't want to be sued because you haven't got it. So, you know, you're not going to get me on that. <laughs> that's what's brilliant how he goes from he goes from you know being talking himself up as a self-help guru and really bigging himself up yeah. to within seconds kind of having to defend himself against litigation it's almost like a complete switch isn't it like he, t he talks himself into almost yeah a, a man who's got to defend himself in court kind of thing, <laughs> within seconds he's always got that defensive streak just behind the surface mm. of, of this bluster isn't it yeah so one thing one person that's not really happy about Brent doing this speech seems to be Neil Right, because we find mm. we find Neil um, kind of well, challenging Dawn. Well, no, no, Dawn's having to explain it to him. So Dawn is saying, you know, it was going to be about just before five or just after five or something, and then he's sort of questioning why that's happening. And then Brent comes bowling over. Yeah, I think he's might just say, well, what were you guys talking about? Because he's yeah, probably yeah. what's this mother's meeting? That's it. That's, <laughs> it, that's, it, that's, it, that's it. And um, you know, Neil, uh, Neil goes in to say, you know, Dawn's telling me you can shut down. Maybe we can lose her altogether if we don't need her. Now, I actually really don't. This is what I really don't like Neil at this bit. I think he's been very petty over half an hour, and actually, it's not very nice to Dawn either. He's doing it, obviously, he's not being nasty to Dawn, he's doing it to have a go at David Brent. But I actually think it's quite spiteful of him. So, I think this is where I maybe respect Neil a little bit less, this mm. scene, and the later one as well, was doing the um, sit ups. Yeah, I, but think, I think, yeah, this is the episode where, you know, for the old, for my feature, we see a lot of evidence against Neil, to be honest. What feature is that, Dan? Stitch up. No, 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 no. Up. that's a different one. I no, thought you were going to do Neil makes me laugh. Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought there was nothing wrong with that. That's a good point. We kind of abandoned Stitch up. No, 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 I go, no, but there's, no, there's no. more for that. There's more on that. Yeah, right, right. So, done. Neil makes more me laugh. This is interfering. This is timing. So, this episode, yeah, I think Neil. All right, David Brent has been pretty mean to in the last few episodes, but he's being quite spiteful to David Brent now. He's incredibly. 
spiteful over this leaving early thing. Is he? Very petty, I think. I don't think. I think he's within his right, though. Half an hour. Yeah, but the thing is, he's, the point is Reception. Is, it's not a big deal. It is. Because why if Dawn had a dentist appointment? That, Danny, the point then? is, he hasn't made a plan. If, if yeah. Dawn had to go, he would have probably said, oh, I'll cover reception, or someone else can you cover reception. If he thought it through, Neil wouldn't have cared. The fact that he's this fuzzy thinking, Danny, that's the problem. And also, don't forget, he's already just... on a verbal warning. After last episode, and Neil sees Brent's extra extracurricular thing as a load of shit. He got yeah. offered it himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pure spite. And, uh, and for Brent, it's his big gig. So there's a massive tension between the two of them in this episode. There's a real escalation in that, I think. If there is a problem with David's performance, if I was Neil, David's manager, I'd be thinking, well, yeah, this is clearly affecting it. He's spending all day prepping for it, probably mm-hmm. telling the cameras about it. If you were expe- if you were David's manager and you were expecting and like some kind of output, I'd be pissed off if the branch was flagging and he was just messing around like that. Yeah. But he doesn't come out and say that. Instead, he just does this. Well, he does later on, but, you know, he has this petty go about about closing reception at five o'clock. And honestly, the postman bloody comes before five. We all know that. Anyone that's putting up the post, <laughs> the post people, that all goes at half four. So that's Yeah, but the point is, <laughs> the point is, as Neil says, he hadn't even thought about it. He hadn't even got a system in place, had he? And I, I quite like this stuff where you actually see the ins and outs of what Brent's job actually entails sorting out well, making sure his stuff. staff get paid well exactly yeah, forget, yeah, yeah. what was that lady's name in the wheelchair yes okay Brenda. later Brenda. on later on we have a maybe more extreme example but it's, why is David Brent personally responsible for payroll she's told him that. she said to him in time I haven't been paid yeah and he's done shit about it this is the thing he's a bad manager yeah True. But, where you go? Well, there you go then that's, that's this feature that's feature done for this week <laughs> okay true but you know <laughs> Yeah, Neil, for me, when she tells Neil about that, he bloody, he relishes the opportunity to go and have a go at David Brent. He walks in there and he's just like, yeah, this is my chance. And he starts ranting at Brent about his margin, his volume, his And Brent, to be fair, he does put in a spirited little defence. He's saying, actually, this branch has performed very well. Yeah, it's performed And Neil, very, very snidely, in typical Neil fashion, dismisses that and says, I'd like it to perform better. See, this is where I'm talking about nasty, nasty Neil, because that, this gives you an insight. Nasty, nasty Neil. Nasty, nasty Neil. You can see that he was sat there, you can see that he was sat there at Swindon, making fun of David Brent's performance. Do you not think that it's justified when someone keeps on fucking up, you can, you know, you let it go once, you let it go twice, let it go three yeah. times, you give him a verbal warning, and then it's like, right, now you just have to be told flat out. And not, there's no more you're a good bloke, Dave. Yeah. You know, now it's just got to be you're performing badly, and yeah. you've got to be told it. I think if you were to look at a rap sheet of, like, if, let's say Neil's keeping track of all these indiscretions from David, right? If you were to look at that rap sheet and actually look at the evidence put forward in a disciplinary, it would be as it's long a, as your arm. It's an indictment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, It'd yeah. be as long as your arm, man. And, and he'd be, you know what I mean? There's not a jury in the world that wouldn't convict him for yeah. that. He's absolutely <laughs> outrageous. Well, we were talking last week about how David's cards are marked now, isn't he? Like, no matter yeah, what he does, he's going to get yeah. fired. He's and I think that's, yeah, I think that's kind of, that's carried on. So this it. is Neil being able to say later on down the line, I had this conversation with Brent. When yeah. I told him yeah, we have to I, have a chat, I told him he needed yeah. to improve his margins. I told him this, I told him that. You know what I mean? This is all just like uh, record building. Yeah. I think this is the point for me. This is the point where Neil thinks, right, there's no history, there's no future for David Brent at Wernham Block. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wernham Block, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daddy would say I'm this. so used to call it Wernham Block, okay? You know? <laughs> It's not David Brent's fault that Brenda didn't get paid. He's not payroll. 
all he's done is fail to act on her telling. She might have told How him that. How do you know he's not payroll? She, might have, told, she, might, she might have told him that morning. She probably hates David Brennan as well. Maybe yeah. we pushed her against the That's table. That's your job. Also, so she, she might be, she might be twice as well, don't forget, she said. She might be trying to stitch, you know, stitch him up as well, you know, snitches. You know, she, <laughs> she doesn't like him, and I don't blame her for not liking him. I'm just saying. There's a <laughs> so whole... there's, a, there's, a, there's a stitch up corner item. Are the Swindon lot stitching up Brent and Neil? No. Yeah, no. I, I think they will be because they don't like him. I don't think so. They don't like him. That's conspiracy theories. Well, maybe as far as they're concerned, He's that horrible boss off that office program. Yeah. They've seen so, yeah. 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 so, so that they don't. That's a good point, actually. The, 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 the Swindon lot never mentioned the fact that they've they've maybe seen David Brent already. No, on no, no, TV. no, 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 no. There's no way that Series One went out before Series Two started being filmed. Otherwise, Brent would be self-aware. There's no way. Yeah. Oh, it's only two weeks later, actually, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. There's no way. So, they, they, yeah, they, the, 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 the BBC stockpile. Correspond, the series don't good. correspond with the series of The Office, do they? So, they may be filming just one series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah also, yeah. it's worth mentioning as well, we talked about The American Office earlier. I don't know if you guys have seen it right to the end. They completely no. smash the fourth wall in the American office towards the end. Right? I have like a little odd stage. Well, no, but the, the, one of the camera men becomes a character and he becomes wow. in a love triangle with the Pam and, and uh, Tim relationship. And see, this Jim, is why this is why what the US office shit? is shit. It was, yeah, it really was shit. shit. I think even American office fans would tell you it's shit. Yeah, that's shit. Had to turn it off in the end. Imagine, no, literally, it, all of a sudden. He's still talking about the American office. All of, all of a sudden, <laughs> she's crying and she yeah. turns to the camera yeah. and you see the camera shuffle and the guy goes around and hugs her. No, that's fucking outrageous. Well, I'm the closest to that the English one came it's like you know we, we talked about how David looks at the cameraman every now Thumbs and then yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a relationship I want to see more if, yeah, if they'd done that see now that one. now that is a jump the shot moment yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah for sure yeah Cameraman getting involved. What, but what? They, they, well, like they, be, they, they just turned into fucking scrubs or something. Like they wouldn't have cut that out as well if it get brought. If you're supposed to believe, oh, no, because that, he the a epi- genuine character. Though. Yeah, but if you were to, if you are to believe oh, that, that the episodes are what is broadcast out to the world in a reality of the show, then the producers oh, and the, the directors of, so of, of, of of the real life. <laughs> The, crea- the creators <laughs> and the producers of the real life show would probably fire that camera and say, sorry, you're getting too involved. Oh, anyway. I'm what? so bored of this. I, I did I, not know about that. I can't take another monologue about the American office. I want to talk about the English office. I'll hand him out. I'll give him a notice. But right now, I'm, I'm, I'm out of it. I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> well, you're actually going to... All right, well, Danny's he's leaving. He's leaving. Well, I think we've, we've done the uh, Neil that makes me laugh feature uh, to death, I think. <laughs> <laughs> There we go, yeah, I hope that got caught on Right, okay, Uh, (laughs) so we've done that bit then. Snitches. So Tim walks into the office, goes up to reception desk, and Dawn tells him that his favourite IT geek is here. This is, and I have to say, this is my favourite IT geek as well. Man. Yeah, I fucking love this. He's such a, you know, he's like literally a stereotypical computer nerd. He's there yeah. in his Jack oh, Daniels t-shirt. Simon is not an unrealistic character, right? No, Everyone's not, met yeah. that bullshitting nerd, haven't they? Guys, special shout yeah, out just... to uh, Matthew Harness here. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, legend yeah. Matthew Holness. I don't know if you if you guys have ever seen uh, Garth Marenghi or what show. And, and I love I love Matthew Holness. Yeah. Mainly doing horror stuff now, but uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely amazing. And we talked before about how Rowan and Vincent Franklin was a really good side character. Yeah, I have to say between yeah. these two, man, I can't place it. Yeah, they're the two legends. So they're, they're the two great one episode characters. Aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, both of them did pretty well on our on our best side character cup, didn't they? they yeah, yeah. Got yeah, yeah. Well, I think Vincent made it to the semi-finals, or rather, Rowan made it to the semi-finals. But um, Simon's still in it, isn't he? No, no, he he lost to Keith. Uh, no, he lost to, to to Keith, but that's a pretty hard draw. To I mean, yeah, I was yeah, that say, was tough. Yeah. When you're when you only got one episode to go by, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it's so funny. I mean, you just know that he lives, you know, he's living in his mum in his basement eating cold pizza for dinner. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know what life is. You know what life is. So the, the other good thing about this scene with him is that he actually says possibly the most cutting, biting 
like uh, oh, yeah. earth-shattering Tom thing Tom. to Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, he turns around, Tim's making fun of him, has a little joke, and About turns around, takes one look, and he says, mm, gone off dawn, have you? And that is just yeah. massive, because obviously Rachel what, uh, is Tim's it. reaction is brilliant. Like, what? Shut up. Yeah. It's so uh, schoolyard. It's yeah. such a scathing like, dig. Do you know what I mean? And, and obviously, also, I would say that was quite indicative of dawn and Tim's sort of uh, fancying each other being Everyone like, knew about real it, yeah. gossip yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Simon, Simon's got nothing to do with the office really. no absolutely uh-huh. but the thing yeah, is so Rachel presumably doesn't know. know about any of this history right yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah. I've got to say well, that. maybe she's heard things but yeah it, almost, <laughs> it also makes you think that Simon's actually a bit of a bitter bastard you know he's yes. one of those like you say probably lived with his mum all his life and he's just like you know Tim's having a bit of a laugh with him calling him on some of his bullshit so he just cuts to the chase and says the most hurtful thing possible mm. Yeah. to fuck up his relationship with that woman there. So he's quite a bitter bastard. Yeah, but Tim yeah. almost deserves it because Tim's not having a laugh with him, is he? Tim's trying to take the piss out of him. Tim's trying to be... Tim's, Tim's trying to show off to Rachel. Yeah, Tim's, Tim, Tim's doing his old, uh, you know, kind of like taking the piss out of Gareth actually being quite cruel. Thing. Those like, cats are as fast as... Yeah, Tim's also calling him on what is complete bullshit. Yeah, well, so yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that. And also, to be fair, I think Tim kind of like... He's almost got Gareth's back there when he, when kind of Simon really lays into him about that Bruce Lee and and he, and about that like Chuck yeah. Norris thing. He says the thing about the oh you would want the world most famous Chinese film star and that's yeah. when he, he he kind of reacts. It's actually a retort to that, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, Rachel. No, I, think, I think Tim's got. I think uh, Gareth, Tim's got Gareth's back quite a bit. I mean, we've seen yeah. a lot more of that in another episode. But I think there's a bit of affection there. Of course, underneath it all. This is actually one of the few scenes where I actually feel quite sorry for Gareth when he does that whole Enter the Dragon way yeah. of dragon thing. No, I've not seen him fight Chuck Norris in Enter the Dragon. I've seen him fight Chuck Norris in Way of the Dragon. Uh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Is it? Yeah. Why did you say you'd seen him fight Chuck Norris in Enter the Dragon? He fights Bob Wall in both, but Norris is only in Way of the Dragon. Yeah, I know. So when he's fighting Chuck Norris... In what? In Way of the Dragon. Correct, at last... We've all met someone like that. He knows what you mean. He's just been a pedantic twat. But he's doing it for the cameras. He's doing it for the cameras. He's he's loving it because he's got the cameras in front of him and that look. Yeah. I mean, I think if I could give an award for a look to the camera, the one when he says correct at last is absolutely, absolutely love it. But it is so interesting that they're bringing this character. He clearly is kind of like worse than Gareth. He's like right. If you thought Gareth was bad, then you're 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 gonna you're gonna love him compared to this guy. Yeah, yeah. If thought Gareth was a nerd, yeah, it's true. Simon. So again, it's almost. I saw Finchie come in after David being a bit of an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah realise like there's that. a different league like, at play here. And this was before nerds were cool, by the way. Like, I mean, it's 2002. I mean, nowadays, Simon would be like uh, off the Big Bang Theory. A hipster. A really, yeah, exactly. Like a hipster with a comic book collection and a craft beer yard. No, but it's also what, I've, what I was going to bring up something similar to that. I mean, kind of in 2002, nerds were still kind of seen as kind of um, weak, kind of... Um, kind of jokey kind of characters weren't they like, yes. they, they, they weren't kind of any harm to anyone and people kind of bullied them Nerdlings. whereas yeah whereas what we've seen since then <laughs> yeah kind of yeah but what we've seen since then uh, especially with kind of like Gamergate and kind of like trolls yeah, on the internet Lord stuff, of the Rings it's, it's how aggressive uh, and kind of like horrible nerds can be they're yeah, not, they're, yeah. they're not like always the kind of the weak right? ones that get bullied often but nerds are the kind of the bully the ones spiteful the, the, little the spiteful horrible weasels. little ones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's true, because if you were going to send someone undercover to investigate the triads, you'd probably want the world's most famous Chinese film star. (laughs) Well, gone off dawn now, have you? What? What? What are you talking about? Just shut up. Shut up. It's interesting that they allow that scene to end 
with no matter how bad Simon is, they allow Simon to kind of get the punchline on him. Of course, like it's another thing where kind of like they they allow him to get the last laugh, and it's kind of like it's it's another it's another reminder that in the office they're kind of no heroes, are they? Yes. Like yeah, get Simon bullies Gareth. Tim kind of in a way kind of comes to Defense Gareth's defence, and then Simon just completely cuts him down. The scene didn't really end as you expected. It doesn't really resolve stuff in the way you would imagine. Sometimes, mm. like. It doesn't wrap up the scene as nicely as typically to the character's identity as you'd imagine. Like yeah. you end that scene thinking, "Oh, so Tim actually ended up looking like a bit of a knobhead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you never see, and you never see Simon again. I mean, I'm, 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 by the way, I think it's more is, realistic. I, I think this is yeah, brilliant. That, that's this is, how, life. This is, that's how life is. Exactly. I was going to say, this, I think we see, I think this is brilliant writing and brilliant kind of like uh, dynamics in the show. But we never see Simon again. Yet they allow him to, le- and no matter how much of a dick he's been, mm. they allow him to leave the show having had got the last laugh on Tim, our yeah. hero. And it's like, oh, that's kind of, that was a bit of a twist. I wasn't expecting that. But it, it's brilliant. I love but, it. But yeah, that's what happens in life. Life yeah, yeah. is like that, you know. Also, Tim gets a bit comfortable taking the piss out of people like Gareth because he'd maybe see Simon as a bit of a Gareth and he's obviously yeah. had interactions with him before. Yeah. You'd be sick of him and he's showing off a little bit, to be fair, in front of Rachel well, and he's taken down a pig. Well, this is what I mean by there's no heroes. It does show kind of, but when you see Simon do that, you kind of think, oh, that's harsh. Mm. You think, actually, Tim was being a bit mm. dick to him as well. Yeah. He could have just kept out of Simon and Gareth's conversation kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah we, we could have done a whole podcast episode just on that bloody scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what... Yeah, oh, his in, yeah, his his scenes are some of the great. This episode scenes. has got so many great scenes. An equally brilliant one is when Brent is talking to Gareth about his speech that he's going to do, and he's <laughs> him, giving him a bit of a practice run. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to throw it out to the audience and say, you know, what does he says? Uh, you know, you've got to break my bones. Never hurt. Yeah, you got to be so rehearsed, isn't it? You got to be stiff. You got to be hard nosed in business. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're the T boy or the general manager. I mean, is this further evidence of Gareth slipping away from Brent for respect because he actually has a proper go at Brent? Yeah, he takes an opportunity, doesn't he? Yeah, well, no, he's like, yeah. you know, the tubes are stupid. The swim lot does. Is this an AC? Oh, he yeah, probably, yeah. This... Gareth, yeah. yeah. Gareth actually does lay into Brent quite a bit. Well, he doesn't this. lay into him, I think, because don't forget, Brent's, Brent's just Here said, one Gareth, we've throw done insults this. at me, throw insults at me. Maybe he is using it as a bit of a... He's getting too specific. The, funny thing, about it, the yeah. funny thing about it is, got... Brent's just said, show me how to roll with the punches. Yeah. I'll show you that you can't affect Obviously me. Obviously, you can't. And the first thing Gareth said, they're not going to be saying that. That's the most cutting, brilliantly cutting thing that he could have said. Could you imagine anything that Brent would rather hear less than the Swindon lot so don't seem to respect you? Do you know what I mean? That is literally... Why would they say that? What that tells me, that tells me Gareth lost respect for him as well because Theory 1 Gareth would not have done that. Yeah. Or maybe he's just curious because he knows that, you know, he, he's curious to see how David Red would actually react to thinking that because he knows for a fact that Swindon lost. See, I'm thinking of it as being a bit more innocent than that. I'm just thinking no. Gareth wants him to say something that's going to be. Once yeah, I think Gareth's just being a bit, a bit not thinking. Yeah, just, yeah, but he knows yeah. he knows that the Swindon lot don't respect David Brent. <laughs> but That's then Brent, why he's brought up, and, it, and it's it's hit a nerve with Brent because Brent knows they don't respect. Well, him. yeah, exactly. Regardless but it is another sorry. It is another example of how uh, Brent uh, he can't take improvisation, can he? Like he's 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 uh, he's kind of true. already planned what he wants to say, and when when Gareth throws him a curveball, he just can't react to it. It's all, again, what, it to be fair, what, it throws him completely. What, what did he expect Gareth to say? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? But it was it was, it was, it was going to be something nasty, wasn't it? He asked for it, so I don't know why he's reacting. <laughs> and then bit. straight away, Brent's on the defensive. Like, what else they've been saying? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, "They've been making fun of your heels, and I'm not going to be wearing the shoes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And then he hears about his nickname. 
Baluto, what the Popeye? Was it and the then, villain from Popeye? And when he yeah. goes out to confront them, your f- anonymous friend, who's always his foil, oh, hold on, pops well, up well, again. Before that, though, there's a brilliant, a brilliant bit when he goes out there because he doesn't just go. He storms out after hearing this from Gareth. Um, uh, what does he do? Is he but, that well, he, he hears, yeah, he hears that Maswinden lot have been calling him Pluto, and not only Maswinden lot, but everyone's been yes. calling it. <laughs> everyone, everyone's using. <laughs> and then Gareth does his little fat guy impression. Yeah. What's that? And then he storms out, and uh, Gareth's a bit like, "Oh no, no, David, I don't, don't." David, yeah, So maybe that's another sign, actually. Gareth cares what the office staff think of him more than what David thinks of him. Yeah, exactly. I mean? David yeah. doesn't want the exactly. office team yeah. to know that he'd been grassing him up. Exactly. So is... yeah, he's he's losing Gareth. He's losing Gareth. Like the road towards in the Christmas specials where he goes, um, "No one respected him." He's realising that already, Gareth. Yeah. For my money. So Brent goes out into the office and he starts to confront everybody and he says the brilliant line... If there's one thing I don't like, it's nicknames. Yeah? Because nicknames are bad names. And that's where Brent finds out that not only do they call him Bluto, but they also call him Mr. Toad, the ugliest of all the other And then he loses complete credibility, because rather than just being annoyed by the fact that they're making fun of him, he tries to deflect it onto a member of his team. Uh, It's outrageous. I love love the way he keeps that completely and utterly, like... Um, sort of deadpan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah. chewing some gum or something. Side like... shot as well. It's almost like a firing <laughs> shot of Ewan as well. He sort of stood there and he goes, look at him! If we're handing out insults for being fat, let's have a go at him. Look at him. Why? And he's got glasses. Let's call... Four eyes as well. Why don't we call him Fatty Fatty Toad Boy if we're, you know, at least start on him and then move on. Mr. Toad, I can't... My question is, where's Neil at this point? Because Neil was there at the beginning of the day, talking to, having that meeting with Brent, and he's there, the scene after this is the bit, like, we, we've already talked about it, so we're, not, we're not going to talk about it next, but the scene but after he, this is where he confronts, Brent, he confronts Brent about <laughs> Brent not getting paid. He's probably yeah, off true. with Jennifer, slagging Brent off. He's on a call, probably, you know, he's busy, doing something, right, typing up his notes. Because he's not there every day, the... just, he, he just pops in every now and then, doesn't he? But he, presumably for this day, he looks like he's been there all day, kind of thing. Mm. I, th- I think he's off with, I've been talking to Jennifer, planning something, because she agree with this. He has had a breakdown. <laughs> he hasn't had a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just shows, again, how petty and childish Brent can be. Yeah. So this is an episode of Two Hearts, right? So with the, the, the last scene we've got in the office, though, before they go off to do the speech, is where Dawn, who comes over to Tim, who's sitting at his desk, yeah. he wants to know what he's up to tonight. You're going for a drink with uh, Rachel. And uh, Dawn's really, really overly flirtatious and affectionate mm. with him. Yeah. By literally holding onto his hand, calling him babes. Yeah. Oh, and it's obviously as a result mm. of the conversation earlier about, oh, you shaggy. Yeah, of course. The kind of behaviour that she hated when she comes, I mean, this jump forward to the Christmas special, but remember when Gareth calls her babe? She hates yeah. it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, now yeah. she's doing it to Tim, yeah. It's yeah. really odd, isn't it, this, this, this reaction from Dawn to she, that? No, I, I, I think it's just her sort of like she's... Just, just jealousy. Yeah, it's yeah. Just that manifestation but of jealousy. You know, but anyway, so she goes into the office to get David's bag or whatever, and uh, comes out with a look of horror on her face. Yeah. As David emerges in his t-shirt, in his civvies, wearing his uh, jeans and, and a backwards hat. And he does that very underrated quote about. Um... What's this like on our date? Yeah, good. <laughs> Not a date, is it? She's got a boyfriend, and I'm paying her. What sort of date would that be? I think you know, <laughs> an hundred quid. What would I get for that? Not that I would, because you wouldn't. I mean, but everything I imagine, I'm not imagining any of it, but I do know what sort of. Yeah, and then yeah. he says, "But well, I do know how much things go for." So maybe Brent has. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe he has pulled in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a metaphor. It never paid for it. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
We could have a whole bloody episode on debating whether or not Dame Prince been to a prostitute. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. he just browsed the menu. We'll save that. We'll save maybe that. We could do a whole, a whole separate podcast on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have done a lot of discussion about the sex lives of the characters. Yeah. Is Tim yeah, a virgin? Yeah. Is Brent a virgin? Severely but lacking. There's that repressed sexuality that plays a, plays a pivotal role in a lot of the characters' developments, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it plays it. I think that that's another thing that Gervais and Merchant are brilliant at touching on. Kind of like what are the, I mean, sex just kind of drives almost every decision anyone ever makes, doesn't it? So yeah, exactly. You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't do a show with this this much humanity, which kind of like looks at kind of a, a, a dynamics between people and task like so much <laughs> and not go into their sex lives and, and, how, no, much, and of course. how much that it's, kind of drives them. In, 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 the focus of it is that repression, of course, because they're in an office environment. They can't really just say or do what they really feel. Yeah, well, except for Gareth. Except for Gareth, Rachel dry humping in the hallway. Yeah, except for Gareth, who specifically wants a handjob. And Finchie in the car park. Yeah, not only did Gareth want a handjob, it'd also do someone from behind. Oh, God. Maybe if he went home with Paul and that biker woman, he could do both. At the same time, I imagine. I'm not imagining any of it. Right. So, yeah, this is it. Yeah. He's, he's storming out of the office early. He sorted that out with Neil earlier. This is it. The yeah. big gig. So it's time to go to another one of our commercial sponsors, who without them, this podcast would not be possible. People see you, they see the suit, and they know you're not fooling anyone. They know you don't own a pair of cool car cufflinks. Ask yourself, what is the single most important thing to your wardrobe? That's right, your cuffs. And you are quite literally burning your fashion sense if you underestimate the value of cufflinks. Are you the person in charge of playing Scrabble all day? But do you want to move on? You want to better yourself? You want to take the Scrabble tiles to work with you on your shirt? Then head over to our Instagram at coolcarcuffs or put that in an email to me, coolcarcuffs at gmail.com. Happy customers include Jeff Lamp. He's 42 and owns his own micro machine Porsche cufflinks. Gareth Keenan had a set of TR3 cufflinks, put them on a £10 shirt, and now it's worth three grand. Profit on that. This opportunity would quite literally be a sin to waste. So buy yourself some today. And that's cuffs. Are you going to pay me for it? Yes, lots. He yeah. just, he's so excited. He loves oh, being love backstage. It. He treats it like he's in a rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Backstage is standing in the, some drab little conference centre <laughs> waiting to do a four. But, but, but then he has to have a picture taken as well. He loves the idea of having oh, his picture taken. God. So what does no, he there's do? one scene just, just to preempt that, just to mention quickly. When he first arrives with Ray and Jude and they're walking down the corridor of that building, <laughs> yeah. they're just kind of in their suits walking down professionally normally. And Brent's just marching down. Like yeah. He's just walked into Wembley Stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's just got the tour bus. He's got his groupie. And Dawn just, yeah, has, yeah. To, Dawn just has to follow behind, dragging this massive... It's got, it's got, it's got the biggest speaker system I've ever seen. That's a, just in case anyone was wondering if it seems surely, surely. What, what's so heavy? Why, why is Dawn acting like this bag so heavy? We find out. If it's huge fucking... Ghetto blaster. Brent, he walks in there like it's Wembley, but then when he actually gets his moment to have like a bit of a rock and roll moment and smoke some weed before he goes on stage, he suddenly re- reveals what a square he truly is. Yeah. You see, he's so uncomfortable. Well, he says he's on a diet. Someone smoking a split. <laughs> no, but you can see his hey. discomfort. He's like, no, hey. I couldn't do that. That's that's too far. You know, you can see. 
Yeah. Anyway, so why, why are they spoken a split before a speech? It's I weird. thought that. I yeah. couldn't yeah. know yeah. anything worse. Inside the bit. Well, I mean, it would be the last. It would be the last thing I'd want to do before a bloody speech like that. Smoke weed. I wouldn't want to do it. Maybe it's me, but I definitely couldn't think of anything worse than doing a public speaking. But if I did, it would be being stoned while doing public speaking. Oh, that'd be. But another one. Number one, they're probably not getting absolutely wasted on it. Just Yeah, yeah. They're just kind of like having a quick half one each. Yeah. Also, it goes to show the gulf between what Brent thinks backstage is and how important yeah. he thinks this show is going to be like he comes in and is yeah he's kind of like leather jacket yeah his, his, his white t-shirt and his jeans kind of like storming in thinking of getting really excited about being backstage thinking he's Bruce Springsteen <laughs> what actually the, 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 the more experienced guys are doing is just still in their suits from they've just come from work <clears> and just hanging around vending machines you know what I mean like, I mean, they don't really care yeah. yeah they've got no kind of uh, the false impressions yeah, of what yeah, this is going to be so it kind of just shows yeah the, the massive huge kind of like gulf between what Brent's expecting it to be and what it actually is. Now, I like the setup, the way that once once you see the room and the people in it, it's the most, again, the golf is the, it's the most unglamorous. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that group. They really did a good job making it look unglamorous. Yeah. Like, so far away from Brent's idea in his head of this big gig. Well, don't forget, his ego is just out of whack at the moment. He's just completely yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's so hard to dread. Yeah, yeah, if you were yeah, to go yeah. and talk to someone, some kid at the X Factor auditions who is absolutely buzzing, do you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, that's kind true, of what yeah. I said earlier. That's what this is like. Yeah, this yeah, is his yeah, chance yeah. to sort of explode out of Wernham Hog. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's, it's a good. chance. It's a chance for the world to see. Yeah, you know, it's he's on stage now. Oh, in front it, of the cameras on BBC. Yeah. The bigger plot hole is how he can't learn from his mistakes. We talked about it earlier, but how does he not know? I mean, that's, that's that for me, is the bigger what, what, issue. That doesn't strike me as a plot hole, but yeah, it's an issue there. But yeah. it's an, I think it's an, a character, <laughs> like a, a weird thing on this character where he just cannot learn from his mistakes. I mean, he must be so, 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 so deluded, though. But, but what's on about... Brent is his... Seth, you go, you were talking first. No, as Brent is, is his fundamental flaw, is his, his lack of self-awareness, right? That is what intrinsically makes Brent Brent. That exact thing, that that flaw in his character where he just cannot see the absurdity of his actions. Mm. He's so self-aware in some ways because he's constantly got this monologue in his head about I've got to do and say the right thing. I've got to not offend people. I've got to be edgy at the same time. He's trying to be too many things and he, he can't see that the whole thing just looks crazy mm. and yeah. a mishmash of weird <laughs> shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, Do you know what I mean? What's odd about this episode is look at the difference between this one and the Swindon Lot speech. In the Swindon Lot speech, he knows full well that his speech is going down like a lead balloon. He's yeah. fully aware of it. Whereas this episode, he's completely blind. Oh, so yeah, how can he not see it? Yeah, 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 when yeah, that's yeah. a bit strange. But I guess he's not getting any feedback though, yeah, and he's exactly. not telling any jokes yeah. in this one. Exactly, but I but. You so know maybe I mean? he has learned actually. Yeah, he cuts out the jokes. But he, he expects he yeah, exactly. He's expecting laughs that he doesn't get in episode one. Where this one, he thinks they're all being motivated, but. To us as the audience, it's obvious looking at the faces, they're thinking, oh my God, who's this prick? Mm. Yeah. Especially if you know so there's that really fat guy in the front row. I knew someone was going to mention I always know this ridiculously fat guy. <laughs> well, no, because at one point, he actually points to him, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you, have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember which bit it is. He goes, oh yeah, that's it. At least I've got my health. And he points <laughs> at the fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when they were looking for extras, would they just specifically look for a super fat guy? I always feel like that. You know, when they do these shows, they that must can't literally cast it. I was thinking about that, then Monkey when that woman comes in, yeah. it's Mark Allen up there. They must cast it as like 
Fat guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fat guy one yeah. or something. Well, the, mon- the monkey Allen woman, yeah, they would have actually had to put a casting call out for. Yeah. Ugly, ugly woman who Brent is going to be relieved it isn't her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I think for the for, for this kind of the audience, for the motivational speech, I think it's more just they got in a bunch of people. They didn't have to say, we're looking... They didn't have, that, that fat guy didn't have to be told. We're specifically looking he, for a fat guy. Brilliant. He's really fat. Yeah, he's not just fat. He's, he's, like, he's, he's pop him on the front row. Yeah, pop, yeah, yeah. pop him over there. But that. yes, I mean, I'm sure when they saw him, they're like, brilliant. Rub, <laughs> rubbing <laughs> their hands together. There's a great picture yeah. camera from one of the guys in the audience, the guy with the cap oh. and the beard. Oh, yeah. Special mention to that guy, man. That's the moment where you see that big guy and then you see the guy with the cap and the beard and you just see this is the most unglamorous unrock and roll scenario and that guy just looks at the camera like what the is fuck this is a joke? this guy doing? is this a joke yeah exactly that's, yeah. That, that's a brilliant yeah. oh, okay. I would say this, this, really nice would this yeah. thing is a bit of a satire on how on how useless and 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 what a waste of time those things are yeah it's all, do you know what I mean because, because even when you hear a little bit of the other guy's speeches people say if you're a success in business you shouldn't sleep at night or whatever he says it is all crap, isn't it? I was going to say friends. they're not. I, yeah, they're not being any better than Brett. But the thing is, I again, see. with that, with the Swindon speech, they're doing. They're like Neil. Confidence. They're they're doing it more confidence, more panache. Yeah, right? they're they, just doing it a little yeah. bit more reserved. And they're doing. They're, 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 they're reading the room and so, they know how they should deliver the line. In his head, in his head, David probably thought that was a really amazing. Like you know, they're not going to be expecting this. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be yeah, amazing you know, thing you, to you say. See, it's like I'm going to I'm going to blow him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the last thing they're expecting. And the way he takes his hat off, throws it at the door. Yeah, then the cleaning lady goes up. <laughs> and the food maybe comes on, and, and I think when when they look bewildered, they think he thinks they're thinking, "Wow, they weren't expecting that." They're yeah, so yeah, impressed yeah, by me. Yeah. So he, he's he's probably making an alternative interpretation. Yeah, you of can it. see how he's like they're stunned, but he's like he thinks they're stunned as in, "Wow, this is brilliant." In fact, they're thinking, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah, you can you, oh, can, no, you, what, you, you what, can see how they're really. And then at the end, you know, so they they give out the feedback forms to everyone. And yeah. plainly, everyone's giving David Brent one and two out of ten. And that's why, spoiler alert, he doesn't get rehired. <laughs> so there's loads of classic lines in this in this yeah, yeah. So He gets to the one point when he gets out the book and in a little book of Native, Native American wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forward by Duncan Goodhue. The thing, the most awkward moment that surely has got to be when he does the laughter. And he says, sometimes I like to laugh, you know, just for the sake of it, just to make yourself feel you know good. what? I'm going to stand up for David. I actually think his speech is the best of the three of them. <laughs> we only had two, only had two seconds, seconds of the I, I know Richard Clark from Stockport Graphics is going to be, you know, your future hasn't happened yet. You say that you're in the driving seat. That just sounds like platitudinal crap. I was going to say, they're all no, just, they're just, they're just yeah. spouting out the same crap. Yeah. But, but, but it's palatable to Cooper and Webb, isn't it? That's the thing. It's just rubbish. And yeah. I, I, I'd actually, if I was there, I'd actually find David Fred's speech quite, you know, refreshing. Yeah, I mean, I think you probably, yeah, to be honest. I mean, you probably you'd be pissing yourself. Yeah, exactly. You'd literally be laughing your cackle. Yeah. From the back <laughs> of the Especially, you know, when he does the laugh, and then he goes, Do you know when you ever heard laughter is the best medicine? That woman in the front just shakes her head. Oh, God. It's like, You miserable cow. <laughs> I've never noticed. Sorry. But my God. <laughs> But that is like, and then he just unleashes Ricky Gervais's characteristic trademark laugh. Oh yeah, dentist laugh to some people, and and then it just goes into Thorns that we're talking about the film. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a great talking head. Yeah, while she's watching it, we've talked about this so many times, but this is only the third talking head from Dawn in the whole fucking show, and uh, it's about what is it about this friend of hers that used to go to school with? Yeah, it's again, she's kind of she's just she's reflecting on the 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 turns her life has taken isn't it and how she's not she's sitting there you know probably around 30 years old watching David Brent do this motivational speech she's missing out on her evening I know she's making 100 quid but you know she's missing out on her evening and she's kind of just and then she reflects on kind of yeah you know how this isn't how she expected her life to to, to go and <clears throat> she had a friend she's remembering how she had a friend at school who kind of you know just used to eat chalk and now she's mm. a millionaire 
got her own kind of online business or whatever and she's married to a marine biologist and yeah, yeah. You know, why couldn't that have been her essentially is what she's thinking isn't it but, you know, I think everyone's had that reflective moment in their life where they've sat there in a situation like that and thought how the fuck did I end up here watching some fat middle aged man forcing himself to a sweaty hat for a but we got, and also in this speech, we got this, another classic example of Brent digging himself into a hole where he's talking about, I'd rather be oh, dead. <laughs> at least I've got my health. And if you haven't got your health, if you've got one leg, at least I haven't got two legs missing. And if you have lost both legs and both arms, just go, at least I'm not dead. I'd rather be dead in that situation. You know, I'm just getting into yoga for one thing, so... <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's not, another not, classic I, example of Brent managing to put a very morbid spin on something yeah. that's supposed to be either funny or inspirational. Yeah. He ends up yeah. talking <laughs> about it, death and, and I'd rather be dead. And you see, this is weird because normally when it's in that situation, it's when he's just like talking unstructured, but he's actually written this speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. So has, yeah, he actually, not... has he actually planned to do the whole miming? No, thing? I don't think he's, 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 he's got a piece of that. He's got a yeah. Brent's attempt at going off his script, as you said, oh, Brent can't do improvisation. Yeah. His attempt at going off script is so woeful that he ends up talking about, I'd rather be dead in that situation. I'm yeah. not saying people like that should be put down. Put yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. and he's see, obviously just planned to see, say, yeah, at least you've got your health kind of thing. And then he thought, well, let's just keep going, keep going. Yeah. And, you can see just and then, he has to, then he has to cover his tracks. Like, I've got to make sure this is PC. So I'm not saying people like that should be put down. As if that makes it better, and you can just see yeah. Jude's face, Jude and Ray just exchange that horrified little glance oh, at each other, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we hired this guy." That's probably where, yeah, where the line is drawn. Like Andy, Andy Hitchcock is, yeah, they never get to take a recommendation on grass <laughs> <laughs> stains or no grass stains. <laughs> to be fair, everything that goes on in this speech pales in comparison to the way that he ends it. Oh god, yeah, because this ending is absolutely sublime. He wanders over to this massive ghetto blaster that he bought, and he goes, "Thanks for taking everything I had to throw at you," you know. Just remember, promise me one thing. And then he goes, you're the best. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I've been David Brennan, you've been the best. <laughs> and then just, yeah, as he's walking out of the It's that thing where he goes up on the stage, like, get into it. Oh, yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's like that alone, it's playing Tina Turner and clapping your hands like, like suddenly like, turning into Mr. Motivator or something. That's like, exactly what it's like, yeah. And that's when you see the guy and in the, the cap, the, the guy in the, the cap. The best moment of that for me, the, the highlight, the, the high point of the whole thing is the way he runs out of the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's so great, isn't it? Because, yeah, like, can, 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 on what planet were they all going to stand up and start clapping? And that's what like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, he was imagining it being like bloody dead They're all standing up clapping, yeah. But again, oh. he's interpreting their stunned silence as being impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. to me, that seems that, that seems odd that he can be so blind to it now when he was so obvious, yeah. he was so aware of it with the Swindon lot they didn't like his speech, but this time he's completely yeah, because blind that's because the Swindon lot like, weren't laughing at him and they kept groaning and being like, what? That's true. You know, they, he's not yeah. trying to be funny necessarily here, he's trying to be highly motivated. Well, don't forget. Inspiration. As you say, he thinks that stunned silence is an awed silence, like... Oh my God, this guy's just blown it up. You know, he's, he's changed everything. <laughs> Don't forget, we've said this before, right? David wants two things. He wants to be the funny guy and he wants to be the, the wise sage. This is the latter. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's not necessarily trying to make them laugh. He's trying to pass on pearls of wisdom here. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. So that's why he doesn't necessarily think twice when he doesn't get a laughter because he, he doesn't need them a laughter. He's stunned silence will, will do him in this mm. one. Do you know what I mean? And, and then, and then he also, he doesn't have to hear their half-assed applause because he's run out the room. <laughs> yeah. So he misses yeah. that. <laughs> and then and then she turns it off. She turns it off, and he goes, "Don't, don't, don't do that again." Don't you do know, that next as, time. As, as if there'll be a next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say? kind of at the end of this sort of thought, I kind of respect Brent for this because you know what? He gave it his best bloody shot, yeah. and, and he's he committed to his finale. He put yeah. more into it than the other two. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you've got, got to think. Would series one Brent have been this like bad with the speech? No. I think I think it's it smacks of desperation. The whole thing. Yeah. I think in series one he'd have maybe toned it down a bit. He's series two. He's desperate. He's on his last legs. This is his last chance to redeem himself. He feels like he's got to yeah throw it all. And he, he's desperate. It's, the whole thing is just desperate. It's too much. Mm. Yeah. He's Do you think there's a time once upon a time where maybe Brent would have done? A more reasonable. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe ten years ago. That's not not think series one, but like yeah, series in the one. Early days of his career. He'd have turned up in a suit and he'd have done it. Not you know, with no cameras on him, he'd have just turned up in a suit. He'd have, he'd have been a bit cheesy. He'd have made a few stupid little jokes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he'd made, he'd made a few stupid little jokes, like maybe a bit cheesy, a bit eighties. Yeah, the like, ideas would still be bad. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, the ideas to be made. The banana split <laughs> joke, that that sort of thing would still be there. Yeah. But he wouldn't have turned up in a white t-shirt and a cap. Well, that's probably his cap at dawn and played simply the best. He wouldn't have done all that. He wouldn't. This is desperation. Well, that guy you just described is probably for the. Uh, Eric, no, no, Andy Hitchcock had recommended, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But he's changed now. The the, the documentary and Neil and the Swinging Lies made him completely desperate and just they've blown his brains, really, haven't they? I yeah. remember. You got to remember as well. The camera is in front of him as he's doing this speech. Yeah, that's true. He's so he knows that the camera. Around, yeah, exactly. He knows that he's being filmed as well. So that must add to it too. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the other thing is, as soon as he comes out of this. Um, speech he goes into the backstage and he's absolutely flying you know what I mean he rips his t-shirt off yeah he thinks he's he rips his t-shirt and sprays his deodorant at Dawn right in Dawn's face yeah Yeah. (laughs) Dawn catches the t-shirt in the face the hat in the face the deodorant in the face Dawn gets absolutely battered (laughs) (laughs) I find it funny the way when Jude walks in she says knock knock and then suddenly brings his stomach in yeah that's brilliant there's a there's a gif of that and it's fucking hilarious yeah yeah I've seen that yeah I think to be fair I think that gif gets shared around a lot by people who don't even know the office. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that been used before and people have kind of been, oh, where's that from? Kind of thing. <laughs> he's so oblivious to Ray and Jude's awkwardness. Like, oh. that was terrible. We're not going to be using him again. But, the, but he's just like, oh, that was me on a seven or an eight. Well, they haven't know, told him he's not going to get used yet, obviously. Is that, but but he, he can't give no. his money away quickly enough. Do you know what I mean? He's got yeah. 300 quid. He's given 100 to Dawn straight away. And now he's offering to go for a curry or a Chinese or a pizza or loads of booze. Clubbing. <laughs> You're clubbing. Yeah. I'm not going clubbing with you. <laughs> 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 I would love for the cameras to have followed those two clubbing. My God, I, I, in my, in my, I'm, I don't know whether they did, but I, I want to believe that they both went clubbing. Yeah, yeah. But June, June is sneaky, isn't she? Like one of them could have made the excuse first and got away with it. Yeah. June just gets she in She just there drops first. him in it, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she, yeah, just, yeah. she completely just leaves him behind. She has quite traditional tastes. So. <laughs> but it is yeah. quite sad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? He's just so willing to just give it away because he doesn't really care about having the money for himself. He's not. Yeah. It's just he wants to be around people. And, and like, you know, as you always I, I knew first time I watched this, I knew he was never going to get highly, and we all did. Mm. So, so, we, could, so we, yeah. could, we could all see it, so how well, was no, he so blind that, to it? You say that though, at this point in the episode, he hasn't been let down, and this is probably the first one, and oh, like, well, someone said earlier, in like three or four episodes, when he hasn't had a bump back down to earth. Yeah, but yeah. We, yeah, but honestly, when you watch this, did you think, oh yeah, that's his No, maybe not, but the, maybe not, but the episode has a different trajectory than normal. Normally he goes up and then he's down. In this episode, he's just going up and up and up. There's no down, there's no bump back down to earth. But you know, the you know the bump is coming soon. In, but you, you know the bump's going to be massive because he ended this one on a high. Yeah, so that's you know true. it's setting it up but for it a does, big fall. What, what I'm saying is it does kind of break the mould of the series so far in, in terms of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only episode... He's like a lamb to the slaughter at the end of this episode, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you know you know what's coming. Yeah, you know there's foreshadow. Ray and Drew's looks are foreshadowing what's to come. Yeah. He's getting the axe. He's getting the axe from Wern and Blog. It's all about to implode. <laughs> Wern and Blog. <laughs> We've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about to implode. You know that. You know it even if you haven't seen it. It's I, obvious that that's the arc of the series. 
but it's just nice to see him almost. I almost enjoy seeing Brent happy because it's quite. Yeah, I do. But it's so sad that he's he's happy, but he's kind of he's happy. Desperate. Yeah, he's happy in the. In, but you know, it's not going to last. It's, it is very sad. Actually. Yeah, it's a distraction. That gig was almost a distraction as well from what's going on at work because he knows things are fucking up. He knows Nils yeah. has no respect for him. He knows the Swindon lot don't have respect for him. They're all calling him names. Yeah. This was a night of escapism. Yeah, for David it's like a. Res- you know I mean? It's like respite. He's still terminal, you know. But it's yeah. uh, it's just a, a night yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. A last few dying breaths. Yeah. Which is necessary. Let's go on with the quiz. But. Okay, now guys, you're listening to this at the end of the podcast, but we're actually recording it at the beginning because there have been a few complaints, mainly from me, that certain people have been anticipating the questions over the course of the podcast. So to avoid that this week, we're doing it at the beginning. So yeah, James, getting again a bit keen there with the buzzers. Without further ado, what are your buzzers, Mr. Emblow? So James is Mr. Well. Toad. That won't be easy to remember. Oh, what am I like? Um, next, Mr. Jack Kendall. So Jack is no party. Awesome buzzer that one. Indeed it is. And Mr. Seth Bowen over in Spain. Yeah. Where does <laughs> Where does Lee? Where has Lee? You two got nice well, ones. You know what? I will oh. say up front. <laughs> I was. I was going to include in the quiz a question about where Leroy comes from, but I think James has already preempted it, so I'm not going to do it now. Right, for, 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 for benefit of anyone who doesn't know, Leroy is the coloured fellow of fame. Oh, yes. I don't think you can say no. well, I, I, quoting, <laughs> quoting. <laughs> yeah. Not as cosmopolitan as us guys. Yeah. No okay. apologies necessary, Danny. Let's get on with the quiz. Okay, yeah. question number one. Fingers on buzzers. For two marks, and you'll get one mark, there's two bits to this, so you'll get one mark for each bit. What does David Brent's business card say? I heard Leroy first. David Brent, assertiveness in business management. If it's in you, I'll find it. You got the second bit, but not the first. Oh. So, Seth, you've got one point. Can anyone else well, give me the second other bit? Toad, I can't. James. It's assertiveness in business. Mm, not quite. Jack, do you want to have a go? Uh, I honestly can't remember. Assertiveness. Uh, no, God. What is it? Assertiveness, assertiveness and, and management training. No. Ass- assertiveness and guidance. Guidance. Training, yeah. Yeah. Ah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So one mark for Seth there. Question number two. Okay. This. Oh, there's five things. Two marks. So one. You have to do at least three things to get the one mark, and then all five to get the two. So okay. here we go. <laughs> yeah, this might well be a shared one again. Five what does Simon's firewall protect against? Oh man. Okay, Jack, you can get the first Script go. kiddies. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I, oh. I, I, can't, I can't. I just you, you remember the most random Yeah, I know, but that's why I stuck in my head. Okay, um, I did hear Seth buzz before. Script kiddies. <laughs> Script kiddies. Script kiddies. Yeah. Trojan, Trojan horses. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh. God, now I've gone blank as well. I was watching this about fucking an hour ago. Okay, on, James. You, no you points for either of you, so it's uh, for James now. Worms. Yeah, and it and it restricts your outbound internet connectivity. Indeed, but there's there's two other things other than worms, script kiddies, and Trojan horses. There's two other things. Viruses? Did he say? Viruses and also. Oh. I mean, he, say, he says oh, firewalls. Data. Date. Yes. So none of you got three, so none of you get any points for that. Oh, Even though between you, question. between you, you managed it. I'm making it harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it harder. Yeah, that's question, num- question, <laughs> question number three. This is another fiendish one. This quiz died years ago. 
<laughs> oh god. Right. Okay. Question number three. What was Gareth Joke art time? Is what? I knew it was going to be a question. What is his go to go kart time? Eight minutes fifty one oh. seconds. Correct. It was indeed eight minutes fifty one seconds. I tell you what, I watched the episode. I watched, I watched the episode, and then when I got to the end, I was like, "Oh shit! I should have been paying attention to what the question was." Yeah, yeah. And then I, I can smell them a mile away. Then I really couldn't be asked to watch it back again. Yeah. I can literally smell these questions when I watch it. <laughs> okay. The only thing I did notice, though, which it probably won't be a question, is the 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 sign on the um, vending machine of the, who made it. Oh, behind the two guys, I know. But I, was thinking, I was thinking back. Could that I thought question? he was going to ask the question about what flavors of crisps are in the machine. <laughs> no, I remember, I remembered it. <laughs> okay, cheese money, probably. It's genuinely pushing useful stuff out of my brain. I remember <laughs> question. Okay, question number four. <laughs> what time is Dawn shutting down reception? Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad. What time? Five o'clock. Yeah. Five p.m. Yes. No Half system, hour early. No system in place. Well, we'll discuss this fuzzy thinking. Yeah, exactly. Fuzzy thinking. Okay. <laughs> fuzzy thinking. Question number five. Okay, everyone's going to know this, so fingers on buzzers. What film does Bruce Lee fight Chuck Norris in? Jack. Way of the Dragon. Way of the Dragon. I love is. that every question you've answered so far has been a Simon related question. <laughs> <With your laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even yeah. What's the scores on the doors, Danny? The question, the scores oh, yeah, on the doors. Okay, Seth's on one, Jack, James on two, Jack's on one. Right. So it's very, very tight. The next away. question was going to be Leroy, but we've already done that. He's actually... Done Leroy, really. Leroy Johnson is the coloured fella from fame, so there you go. <laughs> can't say colour. Oh, I've yes. met him once. <laughs> it's a quote. Have you? You've met him. Have you? Yeah, I've met him. He died oh, in 2003. He, he, it was so no, literally years ago. It, it, it was, must um, have been. He might have it met it before he died. Business. It was before 2003. Yeah, it wasn't exactly 2003. Yeah, it was definitely before 2003. It was definitely before 2003. He see. died years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he died. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not Leroy. Yeah. Right, anyway, so how did you meet him? Yeah, go on. Tell us the story. How did you meet him? He was just... what? So, was he the presenter? The guy who... That's Andy Peters. That's Andy Peters. Andy Peters? No. <laughs> okay, okay. Leroy is from, 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 no, it's the, other from one. the American fame. fame. You've met him. Fame. Fame. Oh, As in fame. Who is he thinking of? Yeah, what are you talking about? Are you thinking of all these? Yeah, I, I, I thought you were talking about, I always thought it was um, the, the guy from who presented that show called Fame Academy. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Um, Go question number six. What does Neil challenge Brent to improve with or without making people laugh. Two things, but you only get one mark. Mr. Toad, James. Volume sales and margins. Yes, correct. Oh, You're good another, at these multiple choice ones. Another, another yeah. point for James. Right, and next question, number seven. Jump. Okay, where are the two groups from at the motivational talk? Oh, Reading. Okay, yes. Reading. Oh, good call. Because I remember that. thinking that's. Oh no, actually, that's not where Merchants from, is it? But anyway, it's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It's where Gervais is from, isn't it? An Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Question <laughs> number eight. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Chaucer. <laughs> Question number Chaucer. eight. Um, which peep show character's actor is a guest at the motivational speech? Oh, we said it Toad, I can't. James. Gog. Gog. Gog, oh, yes. Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, to buzz. I don't know why. Okay, James is steaming ahead now. Four points to James. So is he the guy with the beard and the cap? (laughs) No, no, no. He's the guy with the long hair. Uh, The Honda. Remember, Honda might be Honda. No, you don't watch Pete. No, no, I do watch. You don't know who Gog is. I don't know Pete so well enough to remember Gog. And also, Gog. Gog. Yeah, Gog. I want one now. Yeah, if you had that guy, if you were at school and you had to sneeze, you'd run up and do it in his face. 
Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I have watched all of Peep Show, but I don't remember. Really. Also, I don't, I don't remember who this guy with long hair is. Our listeners love Peep Show. Yeah, exactly, and that that's like the most famous bit of Office Peep Show crossover, you know, possibly in the Office what Peep Show Jeff? joint no, universe. Jeff. And, and Jeff and Sophie as well. So hang on, is this in the same universe though? Possibly, yeah. So Gog I think went he, off. They he's used this training. He's inspired by that training to do his advert for Honda. <laughs> that's what I think. But anyway, anyway, uh, I digress. Question number eight. No, yeah, question number nine. Um, who is the first speaker and where does he work? Richard Clark. No. Is it not? That's no. the name that's stuck in my head. I said the first speaker. Oh, God, can I do it again? I know it, I know it, I know it. Oh, oh God, someone else. Oh, no, no, come on, we're going to have to disqualify that. You said first person who shouts it out. <laughs> first speaker? Yes. Stockport Graphics? No. No, I don't know this. Oh, it's the other guy. Sound Investment? Mark Fowl. Okay. To be fair, I, I didn't know that. Jeff you've, didn't know that. You've both got a half for that. I can't give either of you points. You both said. The I actually made first. the effort to remember the names. <laughs> you had made well, the effort. How, how can we do half points? No, no, you can't. No, 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 no. I say half point of the series. No, 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 no points for either of you because yeah. you you guessed wrong first. Jeff doesn't get a point. And there was two speakers, you know, and you guessed you picked the wrong one first. I can't really give a point. Don't give a point for that, do I? Okay, and now the next right. question is: question. Who's the second speaker? <laughs> yeah, question Both number ten: answers. Who speaks directly before Brent? This is the same. Richard yeah. Clark. Richard Clark. <laughs> and where from? Uh, sound Investments. No. Oh, 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 oh my god! god. Unbelievable. Well, that's another half. <laughs> okay, Seth. You said it. Yeah, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you both a point. Yeah, we go. Eventually, yeah. we got there. Yeah, we got there in the end. It's, it's not as if we're going to win now anyway, is it? No. So Exactly. Um, is it actually winnable for these guys? Or am I just... In fact, no, because that's the end of the quiz. Really? And James has won with four points, Jack's got three, and Seth Bowen has just two points. Uh, God, I'm coming last. Another a barnstorming result for James. Yeah, exactly, yeah, James. You guys need to pull your socks up, man. I, I, you know, yeah, this well is... done. Yeah, yeah, you are the best. Well, the problem is I'm always tired by the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. but we're not at the end of the episode, though. So, you know. I'm saying the joke worked. Yeah. So, James, another win for James, and it's now three quizzes to James, one to Jack, and Seth Bolton oh, still not off the mark in this series. And in fact, it's statistically impossible for Seth to win this series now. We've got Jack's no Could still be fun, though. Could still be fun, though. Yeah, you guys will never win. Could still be fun, though. <laughs> no, we've got two episodes left. Yeah, and the Christmas specials, though. That's I don't not, know if we'll that's do a Christmas. Se- yeah, exactly. That's not series two, is it? Right, but so, just, so James has got so how many? James has got three, you've got one, so you have to win the next two episodes. Okay, win the next two And even yeah. then, you've only drawn. Well, I've been told that before. I'm going to do it. Okay. So that about rounds off episode four for this series. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, if you haven't already, get yourselves on Facebook and have a look at our event. We've got the office party coming up on the 12th of April. Get your tickets available on that. There's still some left. Uh, we're actually going to hold a competition as well. We're going to be giving away two tickets to one of our subscribers. Yeah. So you're not already subscribed to the podcast. Go on to Podbean, go on to iTunes, click subscribe, and you'll be in with a chance of winning two tickets to the party. The, par- the party is happening in, in Brixton at the Ritzy on the Correct. 12th of April, right? So, yeah. it, it, I mean, if you can't get to London on that day, I wouldn't bother replying to yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can still subscribe. Don't tell them not to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can subscribe. Though. This is yeah. assuming you'll be needing the two tickets, you know, for you <laughs> and a definite lady. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we have got ladies that listen to this. It could be a woman. You know, what if they're... Podcasters. What, what, what if they're one of our listeners who has no mates? <laughs> yeah. And while you're subscribing, don't forget to rate and review. 
Uh, that really helps us drive ourselves up the rankings on the podcast charts. That's always a good review. We don't have any bad ones. Well, no, 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 no more. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> that, your, your sound quality is not very good. Why would they say that? And it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, no, hang on. It's probably worth pointing out. Some people have commented on the sound quality on the show, and it has to be said. It's fine. Well, we are just we are just literally four guys. We don't charge any money for this show. We don't make any money for this show. We're not going to invest in a better microphone. So you know, just just roll with the punches. We guys. record it off yeah. a com- of a conference mic made by Jabra. Never heard of him. Don't say that. I nicked that from work. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fellow that nicked the conference That's mic. That's not getting in. That's not getting He's in. He's never stolen so much to the conference mic, and now they're firing him. <laughs> Seriously, we what can't they, keep what that. Are they worth? What are they worth? About twelve p. I'm not even joking. We can't keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can I just say as well, a big thank you to everybody who has submitted reviews for us. We've had some wonderful reviews, some really yeah. nice people, some really nice comments. And it's yeah, always great to hear feedback. Yeah, 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 yeah. So please, if you haven't already, please drop us a line, drop us a review, subscribe and all that kind of stuff. And uh, thank you. And that's for... it. Two more episodes left of this series. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're two more episodes. Towards the end. I must say, cracking episodes though, by the way, is coming up. Yeah. These are the yeah, two are absolutely fantastic. I can't wait. It's all just the beginning of the end now, isn't it? We've had, we've had Brent. Is. Brent. Brent is probably his highest of his whole of the whole show. Yep. And then it's all going to come crashing down. Absolutely, this is it. But the next episode is the charity. Red well, Nose Day. Well, it's Red Nose Day. It's his favourite day it. of the year. It, it should be. It should be. I mean, comic relief is Brent all over. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it should carry on his kind of feeling of high from this episode. And, and we've should got be Finchie no... in the next episode, yeah. haven't we? We've got uh, Steve Merchant in the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is an absolute belter. We've got the Og Monster. <laughs> we've got we're the most, probably the most iconic classic scene of the whole show. One of the most... It'd be interesting, to, it'd be interesting to talk about that scene, actually, yeah. because it's... Yeah, what we think of it. It's quite James is trying to rack with his the birds, With the birds. When you... James is racking his brain. <laughs> I'm racking my brain. It's funny for the conversation. Should we even bother saying what it is? Should we let him figure, figure it out? No, this is the one with Amy when he stands up. He's been made redundant. Oh, that. And the dad. Oh. Oh, he did it at bloody, at bloody Princess Diana's memorial concert. Oh, the, the, to be he honest, did, I must say, I am a sweet princess. So that was disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> funny enough. Guys, that I was notable say, by his I'm sure we'll come on to this next week, right? But the dance... I, I just feel like it's a bit overdone. Okay, we'll do this next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. No, but my point was... Do you know what I mean by that, though? It, yeah, like, I'm like, take this to next week. You say to someone, oh, do you like The Office? Oh, yeah, I love the dance. But this is what oh, I mean. No shit I brought it. It, but, but it still is the most iconic, famous it scene is, but, show. That's what oh. kind of... Cement- People haven't watched me of The Office think of the dance. That's what they think of the show. It's like, so, 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 do you like The Beatles? Oh, yeah, I love Hey Jude. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, but it's still, it's still the iconic <laughs> scene, isn't it? So... Like it's even on the on the cover of the uh, box set, like, uh, the, yeah, the complete that's... series box set. So you I mean... having a laugh? That's what that is. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, who's not having a laugh? The podcasting listeners. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Thanks again for listening, guys, and goodbye. Bye. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Oh, get out. Go on. I'm opening the door for you. Boring, isn't it? <laughs>